Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner, the podcast where we delve into the latest news through a conservative lens. In each episode, Little Joe sifts through the top headlines and news articles, offering insightful commentary and analysis from a right-leaning perspective. Whether it's politics, culture, or current events, this show explores the issues that matter most to conservative listeners. Get ready ready. to cut through the noise and get to the heart of what's really going on in the world today. Let's get started. Welcome to Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied to the American people about his family's corrupt influence peddling schemes. Our investigation has revealed how Joe Biden knew of, participated in, and benefited from his family cashing in on the Biden name around the world. First, President Biden told the American people he never spoke to his son about his family's business dealings. That was a lie. President Biden spoke by phone, attended dinners, had coffee with his son's foreign business associates. These individuals include Russian and Kazakhstani oligarchs, a Burisma executive, and a Chinese national who funneled millions to his son. President Biden claimed there was an absolute wall between his official government duties as vice president and his family. But there was no such wall. The door was wide open to his family's influence peddling schemes. But Joe Biden allowed his son to catch a ride on Air Force Two at least a dozen times to sell the Biden brand around the world. The the National Archives has also identified the office of vice president emailed with the Biden family and their businesses over 29,000 times. However, the White House is withholding these emails from Congress in addition to the 82,000 pages of pseudonym emails. 82,000 pages. President Biden claimed his family didn't receive money from China, but we all know they did. President Biden's son, brother, sister-in-law, and daughter-in-law collectively received millions from CCP-linked entities. We've also revealed how Joe Biden received $40,000 in laundered China money in the form of a personal check from his sister-in-law. The White House and corporate media continue to move the goalpost as they seek to cover up for President Biden and his family. But Nate, make no mistake, financial records, emails, text messages, and witness testimony reveal that the Biden family enterprise is centered on Joe Biden's political career and connections. Joe Biden knew about, participated, and benefited from these schemes. This is a national security threat at the highest level of government, and Americans demand accountability for the Biden corruption. Over the next two months, our committees will interview members of the Biden family and their associates about this record of evidence. We expect full compliance with our lawfully issued subpoenas. No one is above the law, even if your last name is Biden. Our committee will first interview and depose witnesses. We then, of course, would welcome Hunter Biden to testify at a public hearing at a future date. Democrats should have no concern with first deposing and interviewing key witnesses. This is how they conducted their impeachment inquiry of former President Trump and the January 6th committee. President Biden's pattern of lies, corruption, and obstruction demand action from Congress. We will continue to follow the facts and hold President Biden accountable to the American people. All right, welcome back on this Thursday. 
Before we get into uh, Hunter Biden thinking that he's so special that he gets special treatment and feeling entitled because daddy is uh, the president of the United States, let's first talk about tonight on Hannity. You're going to see Ron DeSantis and you're going to see Gavin Newsom go at it. Mono e mano, red state versus blue state. Took a while for Hannity to set that up. I don't know how excited anybody is to see it. Me personally, <laughs> as I don't know if it's a popular opinion or not, but I really don't care. The person that probably cares the most, to be honest with you, is going to be Ron DeSantis because he's been flat in the polls now for such a long time. Uh, he's even being surpassed by Nikki Haley in some of the first states to vote in the primaries that he needs some type of momentum going into January. <clears throat> he's got to get something there. So I think it's more important for him to do well. Uh, how is the whole conversation going to go? I'm sure both of them are going to uh, take cheap shots at the other ones for their policies. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how fairly it's going to be moderated. Uh, it just it, it seems a bit ridiculous to me that you're going to sit there and have these two that are going to basically just sling mud at each other. Because what's DeSantis is basically going to use COVID as his uh, sticking point there about how he didn't shut down and he's got the best economy here in Florida and everything, which are all, which are all true facts. Um, and then Newsom is going to call him a fascist, I'm sure, and say, yeah, you're a, a book banding, book burning, uh, anti-alphabet uh, people, alphabet community uh, per uh, dictator over there. It's just going to be a I may watch some of the highlights, but as far as me being really super interested and I'm just willing to go turn the TV on and glue myself to it, it's not going to happen. Uh, I haven't watched Fox News in a very long time. I don't even have cable, <clears throat> so <clears throat> uh, I don't personally have any interest in it, but some of you might. So that is coming up tonight, um, and then followed by in a in a week or so, what is today? The, uh, oh yeah, about about a week or so. You got the what final final presidential debate coming up in Bama, so then you'll have that following that. So I mean, I guess you'll see. DeSantis needs to have probably two pretty spectacular nights uh, to try to get something cooking, get something going. If he is hoping to be the number one guy going forward, you know, I don't I don't personally see it. I think history's not on his side, but he hasn't given up. He hasn't bowed out. So at this point, he's got to do something for himself if he hopes to uh, surpass Trump and beat Trump in the primaries. That being said, we'll get back to uh, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden thinks that he is special, that he is above the law. He can do whatever he wants. He is subpoenaed, and he has to go behind closed doors uh, uh, on the first round and be questioned by the oversight committee. That's just protocol, as you just heard in there. Uh, well, Hunter Biden doesn't want to do it behind closed doors. He says he'll only come in to testify <clears throat> as long as everybody could see it. I'm sure his strategy is going to be something to the effect of um, uh, take all the blame for myself and take daddy out of it. Because certainly he's going to try to help his father out with the upcoming election. He wants to get whatever he can uh, off of his father's chest and take it for himself. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that's probably the strategy, not to mention, you know, uh, <clears throat> mainstream media can be very uh, picky and choosy about what clips they want to run, and they can really uh, make him look good if you're going over there and you're editing things and, and whatnot. So I think that that is really the, the main focus of what he wants to do. 
Uh, I'm glad the oversight committee is standing their ground. If they subpoenaed him, he doesn't show up. You know, I don't know if anything will actually happen to him. Uh, I think it would be a smart idea of for him to show up and just do what he's supposed to do. And then if they want to do a a broadcast, the one live broadcasted for the entire United States to see them, well, they can do it after the fact. But uh, in the meantime, I think they should do that. But uh, Hunter Biden, just like the other Bidens, once again, feel that they are above the law and they can pretty much do whatever it is that they want to do and tell you how it's going to be done. And they don't worry about any type of penalty for do, for doing or saying or acting the way that they are. All right, moving on. Uh, they're still trying to pass the bill to give aid to Ukraine and Israel and uh, fund the border. And, you know, there's a big argument up there in Washington right now on what is attached to the bill. You have a lot of Republicans saying that they don't do not want any more aid to Ukraine being attached to the bill or they would accept some more aid for Ukraine to be attached to the bill as long as there is, uh, and, and it's not 100% clear yet what it is, but as long as there is monies allocated for the southern border, whether that's uh, the continuation of wall construction, whether that's uh, shutting the border down, or what, whatever that is, there's a stipulation there that says that that has to be in there. Naturally, the left doesn't want to do it because they're calling that far-right politics, uh, I personally, I'm all for it. I think Ukraine should not get another dime. They've had more help than they deserve, uh, and that should be that. <clears throat> Israel, I definitely think we should continue to aid uh, for now, because even Israel, there comes a point where you've given as much as you can give. Uh, I, again, you know, it's, my opinions are, are my own, but I am, I do support Israel. But there does come a point where you have thrown so much money at something that you just have to say, "Hey, man, we." We've done the best we can with you. You're on, you know, you're on your own. Don't worry. We won't let anything too bad happen to you. But at the, after this, you know, you guys may, it's a make or break it moment for you. Um, but even after a while, I think you should stop aid to Israel. Uh, for right now, they need to continue on. They're working on hostage releases. We're getting constant hostage releases over the past few days. I haven't spoken much about that. Um, I mean, you can see it for yourself. There's not much more I can say than what you've seen from other people about who's being released. Uh, I did notice the a couple of the last people being released are dual citizenships between Israel and Russia. And some people are <clears throat> equating that to uh, I don't, I, I, not a bribe, but uh, I guess trying to appease Russia in some way. Uh, that Hamas maybe can deal with Russia. I, I, I don't know. There, there's a lot of speculation there. There's no real rhyme or reason why. We're not 100% sure. Is there always something behind everything? I think that if you have any strategy, you, you, you're you always, obviously, in, in a situation like that, it's always changing. But if you have any type of strategy, you're going to want to make things happen that appear that you're doing something real uh, good, but uh, ultimately on the back end, you're working something for yourself. So I, I it, it could be possible, it could not. Right now, it's a lot of speculation. Uh, nobody knows for sure. Hamas is just a group of animals, and how they act and behave, and the rhyme or reason for everything is unknown. I mean, could you justify and give me the rhyme or reason for beheading infants? Because I, I personally can't. So I, I think you're just, it's animals behaving like animals, at least in my opinion. Uh, but that deal is going on right now. Chucky Schumer is freaking out because he, you know, he doesn't want to hear about these far hard right border policies. Constructing a wall 
is not a hard right border policy. That is common sense. Uh, you put walls and fences around your house, right? You don't want people getting in your yard. You put a fence, you close the door at nighttime or close the fence at nighttime. That way, that kind of signals to people to stay the hell out of your yard, especially at nighttime. This is not an uncommon thing. Uh, what is the difference between that? America is our yard. What is the difference between that and America? Why don't you put some borders up and slow everybody down? I mean, put some walling up around the borders and slow everybody down. I don't, I don't personally see a problem with it. Some people might. Um, we definitely need more security at the border. Uh, and you definitely need more funding at the border. And we need to do, we need to be smarter about the funding at the border and how it's being used. And we need to be smarter about how the security is being used down there as well. Because obviously over the last few days, we saw that the air marshals and whatnot that are being uh, allocated to that region are not even doing the work they're supposed to be doing. You're not even, you're not in the air. You're not helping anybody on the ground. You're, you're busy chasing around January 6th people. I mean, it's, in, it's insanity. A waste of money, a waste of time, waste of taxpayer dollars. And we went over that again, too. How much money we're spending at the border. Beyond ridiculous. Uh, so hopefully, moving forward, uh, something will get passed that will have some border uh, money allocated for the border in there. I'm not real, <laughs> I'm not real hopeful or I can't say that I feel like it's in the bag that they're going to do something with it because every time we get to this point and it's getting close to that government shutdown and oh my God, we got to come out. The people that always bend the knee, always, are the right side. Always. Democrats stand their ground. They get on TV. They whine and cry and try to make a big show out of it. And oh my God, I can't believe how insensitive they are. Look at it. Look at the babies. They're all dying. They do that. All the time. And then the people on the right, oh my God, we look like bad guys, man. Just give them what they want and make them shut up. No, Steve, I mean, I don't have any faith in them, but you would hope that at some point you just figure out, like, obviously, it's the same game over and over. You know what? Grow some grow some, some thicker skin and just say, no, we're going to stand our ground and you're going to give us what we want to give or we can go, we can shut it down, man. Let's shut it down. I'm ready to go. Shut it down. You would hope so. But we, you know, we got a, we got a bunch of, uh, cream puffs up in Washington that aren't, aren't real good at standing their ground these days. Uh, did anybody happen to catch the, the, uh, I don't watch football anymore. You know, and this is me coming from a background of my father playing for the Dolphins, playing professional football and us all doing it. I, ever since they got stupid in football, I stopped watching it, but did anybody see the whole, uh, media attack of this kid? That for the uh, the Chiefs, I don't, I don't know what the hell they're called now. What are they called now? The Commanders. Okay, but anyways, for the Chiefs, uh, the kid dressed up in the traditional gear where he he's wearing the, you know the whole headgear and he's got the face paint on. And he he looks like a warrior, uh, and the news is just trying to destroy this kid because it's yeah you know, it's inappropriate and it's so racist that you dressed up like that, except for one small thing. Some news is starting to come out and break now uh, that the kid <laughs> that's being smeared over blackface and racism and all the other nonsense, uh, his grandfather apparently uh, is part Indian. <laughs> so he is dressed, I would say, culturally appropriate then if he has ancestry that dates back to being indigenous. I don't think that there's a problem, no matter how fair his skin may look today. 
So it's, it seems like it's backfiring on them, and I hope it continues to backfire, and I hope these reports that are early reports that are coming out about this are correct, that his ancestry does go back to it, because that is just perfect. It just lines up beautifully. You morons are over here ragging this poor kid who's trying to have fun at a football game uh, because you don't like the way they dress because you deem it inappropriate. And it's it's so far from we – have, we have just gotten – with all that stuff, when that was happening, man, it was driving me nuts. You know, if you're black – and you're listening to me, I mean, really. They have taken every black person off of advertisement boxes because they said it was racist to have them on there. But it, you left all the white people on the boxes. You took you took indigenous people off the boxes, but you left white people on the boxes. They took all of the colored people out of advertising, but left all the white people on the boxes. I mean, how the hell do people not think that that's racist? Not, I mean, not racist. It, it was crazy to me when all this was happening. I, I mean, it was blowing my mind. And I'm sitting here going, how do, how, how the hell do they not see that this is racist? You're literally stripping everybody of color off of advertising and you're putting white people. But then again, if you're trying to get us to all hate each other, how, why not? It'd be an easy way to do it. But it, it's, it's insane. We have gone completely insane. Changing the name of sports teams that were celebrating what they were. You know, the Chiefs. Well, what is what is the problem there? You're celebrating them. They, football teams choose Redskins, Chiefs. They choose them because they're rough and tough. That That is the... That is the whole sole purpose of the name is you want to sound like something tough. Like, for example, my father played for the Dolphins. i got to be honest with you. I was always like, the Dolphins, really? Miami, we couldn't come up with something better? I mean, the Dolphins is, you know, it's, it's a Dolphin. It's not really intimidating. But you're thinking about going up against some Indian Warriors. Sounds a little more intimidating. <laughs> and that's why they're choosing these names. That's why they were chosen in the past. God forbid you keep them. Cleveland Indians, God forbid you keep the name the Indians because it's so damn hurtful. I remember going through all the uh, all the uh, um, polls they did of actual indigenous people asking them their opinion on it, and it was the vast majority. It was a super high majority of them were like, it don't bother us at all. I mean, it shouldn't. As a matter of fact, it should make you feel proud that they think you people were such warriors that they're going to fight under those under those, under those, those names or phrases or whatever. It was crazy to me. I, I just, I'm glad it's backfiring a little bit. I hope that it's true that the early reports coming out that this kid actually does have ancestry in it. I'm going to be so thrilled with that because then there's nothing that the stupid media can say. And once again, they put their foot in their mouth just like they do every other time they jump the gun. And that's what they get for attacking a child that's out there just trying to have fun. Ridiculous. The things that are going on nowadays are just absolutely stupid. <laughs> it's just all, it is all so, so very, very stupid. All right. And lastly, because you know we talk about uh, blue cities, and I, I probably should have went right after Ron DeSantis and them with this, but blue cities versus red cities and everything like that. Um, and we were talking the other day about crime and everything and how bad these areas are. Uh, well, Vaz came out with a story that uh, New York retailers have lost f- up to $4.4 billion to organized shoplifting in their stores. Store owners are frustrated with government Kathy Holchel's decision to veto a bipartisan bill that would have created a task force to combat theft. 
How many times have I said, why don't we create special task force to catch some damn criminals? But they never want to do that. You just let them run rampant. Uh, New York retailers are frustrated with the governor because she vetoed that bill. Uh, store owners explain that the governor's decision comes at a time when retailers have lost at least $4.4 billion from theft. These are organized. It says uh, you're having groups of people that are coming in and they know exactly what they want. They know where it's at. They've already cased the place out. They go in, they hit it real fast and get back out. Gotham City. That's all that comes to mind. New York, Chicago, everything. It's all the same. Gotham City over and over and over. This is what you have when you have a lawless society. When you have liberal leftists that are progressives running your cities, this is what you have. They're anti-law enforcement, they are pro-criminal, and that's how you live. I heard another story uh, about the migrants now, because it's starting to freeze up north, that a lot of the migrants that are up there are living outside in these freezing conditions. And I would imagine if you come from South America, there's not too many places as cold as it's going to get up in a Chicago or New York and up in the, the northern states. Uh, probably going to be pretty tough on you to sleep in a cardboard box outside. I mean, for the people that are used to it, it would be tough to sleep outside on a cardboard, you know, under inside of a cardboard box. I can only imagine people that are not used to that type of weather and have not experienced it the amount of times that New Yorkers and the, the up north people have. It'd be pretty tough. But that's what you get again in a lawless society, open border, uh, sanctuary city, lawless society. This is what you get. I, I do I feel bad for the real the 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 real uh, um I keep wanting to say realtors <laughs> the realty real real tailors retailers good lord uh, that was not coming out right there I feel bad for the retailers up there uh to a degree I mean you know what you you want to do what's best for you you're in a city like that you're losing that kind of money there has to come a time where you say enough's enough and pack up and Get out of town. Look what they did in San Diego or San Francisco. Uh, they're all leaving because they're tired of getting getting robbed. Uh, we're just not going to be here. We're going to pull out of here. We're not going to. It's it's more cost effective to leave the area, open a new location somewhere else, or just cut that overhead altogether, ship all the product to other locations, and sell it out there because just too it's too much to have it continually stole from everybody and. That directly impacts all of us because remember, when they're stealing and stealing and stealing, these companies got to make the money up somewhere. So what do they do? They raise the price on everything else. So it's a trickle-down effect. We get screwed on that deal too. So because of all these idiots that are going around stealing a bunch of crap, me and you, the working people that actually have to go out there and buy stuff, we're paying higher prices to compensate for how much money these businesses are losing. So just keep that in mind that we get screwed on this even though we're not in the state, which is just... <sighs> Another one of those things. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, that's all I got for you today. We will be back again tomorrow. And that wraps up another episode of Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to stay updated on all our latest episodes. And join us next time as we continue to explore the issues that shape our world. Until then... Stay informed and stay engaged.